What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, possums? Welcome to week four game preview. We are offensive points. You guys are awesome. We got all the game previews for everything that's going to happen to week four. It's going to be awesome. So follow us at <clears throat> offensive points. Follow the IDP army. We're putting content out all the time. And we want you guys give us feedback, engage with us. We love it. Remember, guys, we live it so you can win it. As always, I am here with Josh and Billy. You can follow them at Josh Hall, STL, and at Ombre Vendor. Follow me at OPJ with two E's, and follow us all at Offensive Points. Guys, we have a fireball shot to get to uh, before we do these previews. So, Yeah, guys, I just wanted to start one thing. I don't think I've said this yet, but guys, Jalen Hurts is good. Jalen Hurts is good. Jalen Hurts is good. We are all wearing the our Jalen Hurts is good t-shirts, which honestly, like, it's just the truth. I really? mean, it seemed a little weird to be matching shirts, but honestly, this is my favorite kind of matching shirts. No, yeah. I think I'm gonna wear this at Jake's wedding. Honestly, honestly, it's gonna be underneath my my tux. <laughs> yeah. All right, real quick, uh, let's let's Billy, you're the fireball master or the 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 bet master, I should say. What do we all owe fireball bets on? So, me and Joe bet you last week that Carson Wentz was gonna have more fantasy points than Tom Brady, which woof. Victory no, question mark. Uh, let's hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to say, well. and then you're gonna victory you, lap us here. You no, bet. I was, I was jokingly victory lapping that, but Brady played really bad, so he it did. Was, it it was, was a win by default. And by default. Josh, you have to take a shot because the Chargers were unable to beat the Doug Peterson-led Jacksonville Jaguars. I love so, that. I'll take gentlemen. it, to Doug Peterson. Let's let's uh, not talk for a second and take a shot. Twinks, boys. Yeah. Oh, oh, that burns. I'm not going to lie. Crown Apple, way to go. Do not have Fireball in my house. Crown Apple is the way to go. That is, that's a very underrated Tasty beverage. drink. Mm-hmm. Mixes well with stuff, too. Okay, boys, let's get into week four of the game. 
previews. I cannot believe we're finally at week four. Season's flying. It really is. Let's kick it off, man. Bills Ravens at M&T Bank Stadium. The over-under is 51, and there is a chance of rain in this game, so check everything before kickoff. Guys, Lamar Jackson is doing it all by himself for this team. I really hope that the Ravens financial department has a better clock management skills than than, uh, the Bills do. That was bad. Because they're going to be forking Lamar Jackson over the largest contract in the history of the NFL. Uh, The Bills and the Ravens square off. Both teams beaten by the Dolphins. Both looking to reclaim their spot as AFC powerhouses. Don't look now, but Josh Allen has the best quarterback schedule in the existence of fantasy football. He starts that off this week against the Ravens, who are allowing an obnoxious 366 passing yards per game. That is ridiculous. Sadly for Lamar Jackson, the Bills are allowing the second fewest yards per game and only 0.67 passing touchdowns. But Lamar Jackson can confuse the best defenses, so you are starting him. You are starting Mark Andrews. He is the best tight end in football and gets a Bills defense that has yet to allow a touchdown to the position. So temper expectations, but you're starting Mark Andrews. And the Ravens have allowed two D, two touchdowns in three games. Austin Knox plays. He could be very sneaky. So I'm starting all these guys for the QBs and tight ends here. To defend the Baltimore defense, they did have that shootout with Miami, which is obscured, skewed their results. They actually do have a decent secondary. They're just playing like trash right now. But it's Josh Allen, so you're still starting him. So not like taking anything away at all. Uh, but anyway, into the running backs, uh, for what it's worth, uh, Singletary is actually still getting the most carries on the team, albeit only averaging eight per game. Uh, he did lead the team in targets last week, tied with Diggs, uh, and his value is just a low low running back two and it carries some upside uh i do i think everyone just wants to see him have more work or see what he could do at least with just like 15 carries or much less a full workload uh zach moss did that have that 40 yard run uh but did not have anything after that uh you're starting uh singletary you're you could drop cook at this point too and then zach moss is on the bench if you ever want him but i'm not draft i don't want cook or moss singletary starts it's it's interesting uh and baltimore jk dobbins is back playing that is uh not relevant um this team the lamar show uh it's team's leading running back and you're playing the buffalo uh defense so you're not starting jk dobbins but you're excited that he played and justice hill actually did look good but no running back other than dobbins is really worth rostering honestly jim harbaugh was pretty into justice hill after that one i understand (laughs) they like justice hill but i Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, uh, for the Ravens side, Rashad Bateman's the only one that you can trust. Although we have to give Devin Duvernay his flowers, he does continue to get it done. I think he's more of a DFS option than an actual flex consideration, unless you are really getting ravaged by like weird injuries or something. I don't see a, a reason to put him in. Uh, Rashad Bateman kind of had an off week last week, but he doesn't really need it. Mark Andrews was the one that ate last week, so this week should be a nice bounce back for Rashad Bateman in what should be a shootout. Bill side. Diggs, Gabe Davis, don't think twice about it. The Ravens secondary is giving up a lot of yards, and these two are two of the better receivers in the NFL. Josh Allen will look to bounce back with a big week against what should be – this should be an MVP matchup in quarterbacks. So I don't think the wide receivers are going to be without a couple of you know massive targets and probably massive games. This 
will be a DFS fest, I believe, for the <laughs> wide receivers. DFS so, fest. Who we got? I got Bills. I got Ravens. Uh, shoot, I was really hoping you wouldn't split that because I was going to go Ravens. Um, I'm going to go Buffalo. Josh Allen learns how to hold on to the ball. <laughs> it won't take much. I mean, he's done a that. pretty good job his whole career. I don't understand what happened last week. So anyway. All right. So Thursday night, we got Bengals Dolphins in Cincinnati. Over-under is 47, and it is a brisk 66 degrees with clear skies. So, guys, the Bengals Super Bowl hangover is starting to look woozier than Tua's back injury. <laughs> back injury. Uh, they look to get back <laughs> on track against the Miami Speed Demons. The Dolphins are allowing 310 passing yards and two touchdowns per game. That's a really solid stat line, so you're going to start Burrow in this one. The Bengals have been much tougher, allowing less than a touchdown per game and only 238 passing yards. But I do not think that any of the Bengals' defensive backs have what it takes to stop Hill and Waddle. So, we're starting both quarterbacks in this one. Temper expectations a little bit for Tua because he's officially listed as questionable. So in the case he misses, be prepared to downgrade the Dolphins' weapons. It looks yeah. like Hayden Hurst may miss some time in this one. Uh, the Dolphins are a phenomenal matchup for tight ends. Uh, so I would love to get one of the tight ends in, but Drew Sample's out for the year. Um I don't know. They have a pretty good tight end schedule coming up. So Hayden Hurst might be a buy low or a stash on the waiver wire if he's if no one owns him or manages him. I'm sorry. But you're not starting any of the backups here. They did sign Devin Asiasi. So it's a name to monitor there. Uh, Smythe continues to outsnap Gasecki, and that should continue this week. But neither of those guys are starting for you. Uh, and then into the running backs uh, for Miami. Um... Mostert did have more touches, but Edmonds did have all the touches that mattered uh, with two touchdowns last week. Uh, you're not really super excited about this running back core because they're not using them. Um, but I think that these are some good trade value guys right now. Like, I think you can get them for really cheap and like add tack them onto a trade. Um, although I'm kind of willing to take a chance on them this week. That is if Tua doesn't play, um, but it doesn't really seem like the team is worried about his health. So uh, he's probably going to play for no reason. That's why they said he didn't have a concussion. He had a back injury. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, DFS wise, if, uh, Tua does not play, I really like Edmonds, uh, maybe a little bit of Mostert too, as a really cheap option. And then P Ryan did get the majority of the work, uh, with Mixon sidelined in week three, uh, and insert Mixon injury info was what I wrote down, which is super still relevant because nobody knows what's going to happen here. Uh, and P Ryan is worth the flex consideration. If he can't play, uh, just keep an eye on that injury report. That's fair. On to the wide receivers. Uh, the Bengals have yet to give up a 100-yard receiver uh, this season so far. That changes this week. They're going to give up at least one, probably two, to be honest with you. The offense that the Bengals have played have been the Steelers, Cowboys, and Jets. None of those are very inspiring. Um, so I think Tua and – well, potentially Tua – and the uh, Dolphins are going to be able to put a lot of yards up on the secondary that has not been overly tested thus far in the proceedings, the Bengals side of things, you're firing up Chase. He's due for a big one, guys. It is, it's, it's bubbling. It's like, the, it's like a, well, I was okay. Let's go see the housing bubble. That's a little, that's a little extreme of an it's example. It's 2008, and you're about to lose your ass. Exactly. <laughs> that's not what I, I was aiming for, but we got there. So the, the Jamar Chase uh, receiving bubble is about to burst, and he is going to be able to have a big game coming up here. Higgins is also due for a big one, I think. Um, but Tyler Boyd has been very, very steady this whole year. He's caught a couple of touchdowns. 
so far. He is a, a very usable flex option. And I think in this one, he's going to have to be used because to keep up with Miami's offense, you're going to have to provide offense and hopefully Burrow and that crusty O line can put something together for him. Hey, I told everyone about Boyd, man. Like everybody just hates Tyler Boyd for some reason. I got him in like back end drafts, like in every league. Cause I'm just like, why is why is he still there? Dude, crusty is the perfect descriptive word for that line. Like yeah, it is. You can tell at one point, you know, it's it's all there, but it's just kind of crusty at this point. Mm-hmm. So. Burrow got yeah. hit in his surgically repaired knee. And uh, I don't know if it was last week or the, the week before, but man, I was just so terrified that it was going down. Like he started fidgeting with it and I was like, oh, not again. No, he is. So got the Dolphins pro- going for now? Go. Bengals nope. win. Sure don't. This is one of my five that he loses. The, Dolph- the, the Dolphins are going to suffer from the fact that they played 90 plays of defense against Josh Allen and the Bills in the hot Miami sun this Sunday. It's, it's going to catch up to them. I like the Dolphins. I like 4-0 for them. I hope so. That'd be, that would be a cool story. It nope. would be. Very cool. It's not happening. All right, guys. So the <laughs> Chiefs and the Bucks are playing in Minneapolis. Randomly. Hey! <laughs> um, over-under is 45. So as Hurricane Ian bears down on Florida, the Chiefs and the Bucks bear down on Minneapolis. Both teams coming off of tough losses, both are ready to play. Ian may be a Category 4 storm, but we could be witnessing a Category 5 in the Twin Cities. Two of the best quarterbacks in the league under one roof, both pissed off. The Chiefs offer Brady a pretty good matchup, and I would start him. It's been rough, but he gets Mike Evans back. But he took a step forward against the Packers. Um, The touchdowns just have not been there. I expect that to change this week against the Chiefs. You cannot bench Mahomes. He has a tough matchup in this one, but it's Patrick Mahomes. You're not benching him. Kelsey also has a tough matchup, but we do not bench Travis Kelsey either. As far as the Bucs go, Brait had 5 for 52 last week, and the Chiefs are allowing touchdowns to the position. He may be a streaming or daily option for you this week. Uh, The tight end position is really bad, so I wouldn't fault you for going with Brait, but... I wouldn't trust it a whole lot either. Yep. 100%. You don't sit your stars. Uh, but speaking of sitting, uh, I don't know. If you drafted Edwards Alaire, I personally just don't think you should be too comfortable right now. I know you're feeling a little confident. You're like, this is it. This is a breakout. Uh, this is the best time to sell right before they play Tampa Bay because uh, this game is going to be ugly. Uh, Tampa hasn't given up more than 10 points to a full team's running backs, much less just one running back. You're sitting Edwards Alaire. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, he has a chance to catch passes, and he might catch that touchdown. That's all you're hoping for. Uh, Tampa Bay, you're rolling out Fournette with confidence this week. Casey's allowing 20-plus points to the running backs per game, and Fournette gets more than 20 touches per game. So ex- expect him to just have a huge week and throw him in all daily lineups that you can. That's fair. Um, as far as the wide receivers go, um, on the Buck side, if Evans is out there, you're playing Evans. Um if Godwin miraculously comes back because they took him off the injury report, but they are probably going to put him back on there. You're going to play Chris Godwin. Um, I see the Russell Gage thing. I just can't trust the Russell Gage thing. I mean, sure. It it might bear fruit again for you. If you happen to throw him out there, I just, it's hard for me to believe that that happens, but it might. Um, Listen, Russell, Russell Gage works if no one else plays. And I I guess that's the key to success. So I I would not be doing it, but somebody might. Um, And on the chief side of things, Juju did find a little, a little something in this last week against the Colts, but overall I would not start. This has to be a desperation start. There has to be no other better options on your team. 
uh, to throw Juju out there. You're not throwing him out there with confidence. Hopefully it's a flex spot for you, but shaky, shaky week to play some wide receivers. That absolutely is. I also don't like the venue change thing, by the way. I know they're playing in a, it's a, a dome, dome, right? Yeah. But I just, I don't like the fact that they've been one place the entire week and that they're going to switch that. The, it like, makes no before. sense. It's just, I don't know. I don't like the, I just don't like the vibe of it. I wonder if it's a Tampa Bay, Miami thing. Like they're like, oh, we're rivals. We don't really like each other because we're in the same state or something. I have no clue. Maybe is this the like week we ride. finally get Sky Moore though on turf and finally see him break a big one? I would not suggest for anyone to to find out by putting him in your lineup, but dude, maybe I you wouldn't put him in your lineup. I just want to see it. I want to. I see can't it. wait. I want to see it too. I cannot wait till Sky Moore has one big game where he gets two touchdowns and he pulls the Sammy Watkins and never touches the ball again. <laughs> Everyone and he's everyone's well, waiver wire one pickup. Sammy Watkins treatment, man. Yeah, bad treatment. Okay, all right. So now we have the Rams 49ers at Levi's Stadium. Uh, 42 degrees or 42 over under. Sorry, not 42. Degrees. <laughs> and the weather is clear. So guys, after stepping out of the back of the end zone, Jimmy G just needs to step out of our lives. This divisional matchup should be close, but Jimmy G is unable to help out our fantasy studs. Aaron Donald may very well throw him through the uprights in this one. So, I don't know. I'm just tired of seeing Jimmy G. Uh, The Niners' defense is looking pretty good, but they have not played against Stafford. So, Stafford should do pretty good. Um, Their stats are a little bit skewed. The Niners did play against Fields, Geno Smith, and a screwed-up Russell Wilson. He's got some mental stuff going on. So, the Rams offense is off to a tough start, but I would confidently put Stafford in this week. Do not even think about putting Garoppolo in. Outside of a two-quarterback, and even then, I would question your method. Um, I would go against everything I have ever told you on this podcast to start Higby this week. So he is getting the targets and the yards. Uh, with the status of the position, you could do worse, but the 49ers are tough. They're actually ranking first in the league against tight ends. Of course, they had a pretty screwed-up schedule to this point. Uh, the Rams are actually second against the tight end. So you're starting Kittle, but no tight end has gone over 50 yards against the 49ers. So banking on Kittle to do that this week is tough. Um, you got to start him, though. You can't sit Kittle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope he plays. I, I just want to I just want him to be out there. I, just, I don't even care how good he does. Like, I just want to see him continuously play, get better. He'll be fine. No. Um, so as for running backs, uh, Akers did out-touch henderson for the first time last week and other than the matchup looks pretty poised to compete for more touches uh i am leaving both of them on the bench this week against the 49ers defense uh and not quite knowing who's the lead back just yet uh could go right back to henderson and you're depending on a touchdown really for either one of these guys to be fancy relevant uh and as for san francisco i'm also benching jeff wilson this week uh and he's been fine so far this is probably just the game to sit him uh, if you do start him, you feel good about getting your nine to 10 points. Cause that's kind of his thing. So that's fair. All right. Wide receiver wise, um, Cooper cup. Duh. You got to play him. Debo Samuel. Duh. Got to play him. Brandon. Ayuk, play him. I think that this is actually a good matchup for Brandon. Ayuk, um, especially if Jalen Ramsey is focused on losing his matchup against Cooper cup or no, that's against Debo. I don't know why I say Cooper cup. If he's focused on losing his matchup against Debo, Ayuk will still be able to get in there and get some nice points. That should be good, and I would not play Allen Robinson. Um, the San Francisco defense has been very good, and it's nothing against Allen Robinson. It's just, you know, it's not not meshing quite yet. Not not all on the same page 
and it's kind of weird to see, but hopefully as the season goes on, we see more of like a OBJ type effect from Allen Robinson and less like what the first three weeks have been. Yeah, honestly, I saw someone talking about the Rams and they were like, yeah, they have Cooper Cup and they have and Higby's doing good. And they also have Allen Robinson. And I was like, he's played one good game. I don't know why we're already lumping him up there, but sure. He'll be back. He's too good not to be. I agree, but soon you'll not see. Yet. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's get into my first intro of the, of the week here. Uh, after the Wentz revenge game comes the Doug Peter. Doug Peterson revenge game and the Jaguars are just on the prowl as the remnants of hurricane Ian will just give this kind of a jungle habitat, a little bit of light rain expected. And we have an over over under of 47. I like that one, man. That's our second Ian reference. I love it. Oh, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just going to be a little rainy in Florida down there. So it's the only thing going on in the States right now, guys bear with us. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looks like the real deal, uh, but the Eagles are going to put a major test on him. Eagles are just playing really, really good defense right now. Lawrence should throw a lot in this one, so garbage time is a real treat for Trevor Lawrence. However, we may need to wait a week to coronate him as one of the game's next greats. Uh, you're starting Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is good. You do not need me to tell you to start Jalen Hurts. On the tight end side, uh, Goddard returned to the game last week, so the shin injury doesn't scare me here. He is a must start on this offense. And Evan Ingram is actually playing a pretty solid role in Jacksonville. I'm looking elsewhere this week, though, outside of daily. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I just feel like Kirk is going to just get completely worked by Slay. I know I'm not on wide receivers. And then I'm sorry, but I'm not scared of Marvin Jones and Zay Jones. The Jones brothers. There goes my wide receivers. Woo! All right. Well, we'll get there. I said I'm sorry. We'll talk about it. Uh, you want to talk about the running backs? We'll talk about it. All right. Etienne is starting to get more carries, but James Robinson is still getting all the opportunities that matter. And the Eagles have been stout against the run in the last two weeks, technically, but switch, uh, Swift just torched them in week one. So I think you're going to start J-Rob here and leave Etienne on the bench just until we see further red zone touches for him. Uh, and just a better split of a workload at the, at the time being. But I would not be against starting Etienne in your flex this week. Uh, but Philly, uh, last two weeks, uh, Jacksonville's pretty much kept two of the best in the in the league under 15 points. That's Eckler and Taylor, which is an impressive feat. Uh, Gibson did have 17 against them in week one. Uh, that is in PPR, of course. Uh, the only reason any of these guys have had good games, though, was passing to the running backs, which is something the Eagles really have not done this year. Uh, so I'm actually sitting Sanders if you have the chance, which most likely you do because you probably got him in the eighth round. But with all the running back injuries you might be uh, starting him on, on a whim. And I don't I don't dislike it because he has only gotten six targets. And honestly, Scott and Gainwell only have one more target combined between the two of them. So there's not really like Gainwell as the pass catching guy. So you're definitely sitting Gainwell. Scott shouldn't even be on your roster. You just get rid of him. Uh, Sanders, though, I like it, but I just I'm not sold. OK, uh, can I talk about the wide receivers or? I'm sorry. I just got, I just got carried away. Okay. Carried away. You, you pretty much covered it, but I mean, I guess we'll go over it again. Um, yeah. Christian Kirk is going to be on our slay is going to be on Christian Kirk for most of this matchup. So I would temper expectations. You're still going to have to throw them out there because they did pay him $84 million and they're going to treat him like that when they throw him the ball 1500 times, I would definitely book 
Uh, I guess I'm just going to take over Joe's too. Uh, I'm going to book the over one interceptions for Trevor Lawrence for this week. I, it's definitely going to happen because of that hyper focus on him. They do have other weapons. This would be a great week to get Joe's uh, Trevor Travis Etienne involved um, because the Eagles are susceptible to running backs. So this would be a good passing do that. But as far as the wide receivers go, I would leave everyone not named Christian Kirk on the bench because it's just not going to happen. Um, on the other side of the ball, Devontae Smith, you're firing up, obviously. A.J. Brown, you're firing up, obviously. Um, the Jaguars have been susceptible through the air so far. Um, they have really had a clamp down defense, but the secondary is uh, you could definitely have them. So good match. All right. So going back to my uh, uh, interruption there, um, I actually do agree with the Christian Kirk start because, number one, you're right. there He's going to get the ball. There's going to be some interceptions probably with that throw, but – Terry McLaurin actually had a really good game against the Eagles in trash time. And I'm not saying that this, what this game is going to be, but we play really soft coverage if we're winning. So there's a chance that that situation happens because I assume the Eagles are a better team, but honestly, I'm not really sure if had no talent. Um, but <laughs> Quez Watkins, dude, go pick him up, man. They're using him. They're throwing deep routes to him. Like, I just want to, I just want to get that out there. Like he's worth a roster spot in redraft right now. Like in dynasty, he should already be owned. I really hope he is, but if you do not go get him right now, this might be the game because this might actually be the first game where we actually have to play football the entire game. So okay. let's keep an eye thank out. You, thank you for keeping it brief. Um, the Eagles win this game. I'm going to go with the Jaguars because I don't. Wow, I the just reverse jinx. The reverse jinx. It's I'm not the reverse. What a douche. It's not the reverse jinx. In this jungle just, environment. The fact that we've gotten <laughs> so lucky to be 3-0, and oh, I just it scares me. And the fact that we're not really using our running game, and if it is rainier than expected, Jalen Hurts could make mistakes. So he is really good, though. I will say the beginning really of the games go really well for the Eagles, and then the second half's just they just don't. Hell. They don't play right now. We haven't played a second half in two games. I think that's what's killing me right now is we could have scored like three more touchdowns in each game, and we just don't and so i don't know if that's because we're just we just let up or if it's they just start doing bad and then the defense just carries it so mm-hmm. I, I have faith in the defense but i want to see some offense in the second half of the eagles all right joe who do you think's gonna win eagles he, he picked eagles. oh yeah i my bad I missed it well josh you've been it's saying fine. a lot right, whatever it's fine anyway, josh should, just should have done this whole reverse do you want to put a fireball shot on it josh uh, yeah, I'll take a drink for the Eagles next week. If okay, that's the that, case, that'll, that'll be great. All right. Well, before we get to that, before I write it down, um, I got to do my one, one of my intros. So let's grab a danger, witch sandwich from subway and go out to Las Vegas where the Owen three Raiders will take on the cringy Russell Wilson and the Broncos. The over under is 45 and a half. Um, yeah. Very cringy. The danger witch sandwich? Oh my that, god! Why did you not use that audio then? So I, exactly, and the audio. Believe me, anybody went out there. If you haven't seen the commercial yet, I just implore you to go hunt down the audio and just the video of it too is very cringy. Of uh, Russell Wilson promoting his danger witch sandwich from Subway. It is woof. It is so cringy and hard to watch. I just oof, too much. Mm. That's incredible. Hey, in his defense, he did give us a little bit of hope last week on that final drive. Uh, the Raiders are getting tossed on, and with the offense showing signs of life, Russ is actually my QB 10 for the week. So unless you're in an eight man, you're starting him. Albert O is absolutely not usable at this time. Sorry, don't even think about it. Uh, Derek Hart, 
he might just be average. Uh, but the Broncos are allowing less than 200 <laughs> passing yards per game. He does have Devontae Adams, which they really should, if they were a smart football team, try to get going in this one. That seems, But it seems the way to beat the Broncos is with the tight end. So I think Darren Waller has a big game here. Uh, I really like Waller. So um, start your guys, except for Albert O. And uh, Derek Carr, if you have to use him, you probably do. Uh, but can you imagine, be excited about it? Can you imagine? Not to call out anyone on the on the that's listening here, but could you imagine having Derek Carr as your QB one right now? Whew. Stuff I do uh, have that in one league. I'm sorry, felt, bud. You felt so good. About it, it. it felt like just Devontae Adams. I mean, in week two, you probably felt pretty good about it. But anyway, yeah. uh, on to the running backs for Denver. Uh, if we could just see one of these guys play, I think all of us would be happy. Uh, but as of right now, we're getting the Javante Gordon split as opposed to last year's Gordon Javante split. With a little mix of Boone there for some reason. Um, Gordon is getting just a little less than Javante at the moment with 17 compared to 18 touches by Javante last week. Uh, Javante is locked and loaded uh, and Gordon's a flex play. Uh, I just against the third rush defense, you got it. I'm down to start them both. I I, I just give Javante the ball the entire time. But anyway, um, Las Vegas, uh, considering Jacobs has only broken double digits once this year, I think this is the time to sit him. Broncos have only done really one good thing all year, and that's stop the run. Uh, Zamir White is essentially just not seeing the field and can be dropped if you picked him up last week thinking Jacobs might be out. Uh, personally, I actually like the buy low on Jacobs probably after this week because I don't think he's going to do much, but even before. Uh, but sooner rather than later, they're going to have to run the ball. So don't spend too much because it's Jacobs. That's fair. All right, on to the wide receivers. We're going to talk about the best wide receiver on the Raiders, and that is Mac Hollins. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, but the Raiders need to use Devontae Adams. I don't think you, I don't think their team, I don't think Josh McDaniels, I don't think the anybody in the entire team understands how much of a freak of nature Devontae Adams is. Aaron Rodgers, to you know, not to besmirch the Green Bay goat, not to me, but to Green Bay, he didn't really throw many great balls to Devontae. Devontae just made a lot of good catches. So Derek Carr can definitely get Devontae Adams the ball, but he's choosing to feed his wide receiver one, and that's Mac Hollins. I can respect it. It's, it's not what I would do, but, hey, I'm not on the team. So I think you can definitely fire up Devontae Adams this week, uh, and all jokes aside. Mac Hollins, if you put him in a flex, I can't blame you. It, it clearly Derek Carr – Saw something he liked with him against the Titans last week. And I can't say in this game where it should be a mess, I, I, I could see him maybe at home doing something like that. On the Broncos' side of the ball, uh, it's it's kind of not great for anybody right now, but Sutton is the one guy I feel best about. Jerry Judy's been very hit or miss, but I think it's going to miss this week, to be honest with you. Um, and I don't – I don't know. I, I, the whole Broncos receiving core as a whole, I just can't get behind – but Sutton would be my guy if I had to put one out there. So two two things here um, on both ears. So I think the Mike Boone thing, because that was really frustrating. I do think Javante got a little nicked up on one of the plays because he was out for a couple of drives, and I don't think we have to worry about Mike Boone taking much over. And on the Mac Hollins thing, we saw in the offseason an Instagram story where Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and who else but Mac Hollins <laughs> we're sharing an Uber home from practice together, and they were laughing and having a blast. I've been over Matt Collins for a while now, and we finally saw it happen. 
Good oh old. Good. Speaking of, you thought I couldn't work the Eagles in? <laughs> good old ex Eagle Mac Collins. Love them. Oh, Eagle Eagles couldn't use them. So the no, nobody can use them except for Raiders Garrett are riding Carr. them to zero and three. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I'm, I'm with Joe here and I'm sort of against Billy because he was mostly right. Uh, but I think Judy's back on track and I think Russell Wilson gets back on track against this just terrible defense. It's I been think. three weeks now. Like wh- at what point do we just, he's not on track. Like it's just, we can, he keeps saying he's going to get back on track. I don't think he's in there. And I don't think that we have an offensive mind in Nathaniel Hackett. That's able I mean, to he did, he track. did play a good defense last week. The first two weeks I have no excuse for him. Uh, but I, I do, I just think that the Raiders defense is so soft. I think this actually turns into a shootout. I think honestly, you start like the, you hopefully Devonte Adams, maybe even Matt Collins at this point, if he does that again, if you start Matt Collins, you're probably doing what people did with Taysom Hill week two, um, praying, but, praying. but I got Denver in this one or Dorch. Um, Dorch. yeah, same. I, I got so, them as well. I think that, what we saw from Wilson last week in the fourth quarter on the final drive was him just saying, fuck the play calling. I'm running this right now. And I think he just kind of took over everything. So I expect so to see that. More so we're back to let Russell eat, man. We 2022 cooking really or is... eating or swimming. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's cooking. That's what it is. Yeah. Let Skiing. Russell cook. Let Russ ski. When they miss the playoffs, let him ski. <laughs> let <laughs> Russell ski, man. He wants to go skiing. It's February. <laughs> I like the Broncos here. Yeah, we're all in agreement. Same. All right, now for the uh, the really interesting one. So the Vikings and Saints are playing in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, England. The over-under is 43.5, and much like the weather in England all the time, it's supposed to rain. So also, much like Big Ben, Buckingham Palace, and the Westminster Abbey, these two teams have a metric ton of history between them. Both teams look to right the ship so their seasons are not buried next to the beloved queen. Jameis Winston is expected to play in this one. If Winston does not play, I expect the Vikings to absolutely pin their ears back against Andy Dalton. Uh, London games are usually sloppy, so I would not start Winston. Uh, they may use Taysom more if with Winston being injured, but don't even think about that. Uh, Kirk Cousins is my QB9 for the week. So you should start him. Uh, the Saints are a tough matchup. They are not allowing anything to tight ends. So I would look for a better option than Herb Smith this week. Do not drop him, though, if he has a second consecutive bad game. I saw the moon was like a sliver recently, and I feel like the last time Taysom Hill was good like three weeks ago, it had to have been like a full moon. I think he might just be a werewolf. Is like, he a I'm fucking not, werewolf? I'm not 100% sure yet, but he only does it like you, you can never start him because you never know what's going to happen. So like, don't even try. Agree with Joe there. Um, so for the running back wise, uh, this nah, I, never mind. I spoke too soon. Anyway, let's get into Minnesota. Uh, Dalvin is more than likely out this week. Uh, although he's day to day. So you're lining up one of them, whichever one starts, Cook or Madison, with confidence. Uh, if Cook, for some reason, does play, you put him there, and you're just definitely not happy that he's playing injured. And Madison Madison managers kind of get mad, as you know Kevin O'Connell did as a Lions fan, you know, at uh, you know a field goal opportunity on fourth and one last week that gave the game to Minnesota. So uh, you basically you just you play whichever running backs there, and then man. It is just not looking great for the people who drafted Kamara right now. No, it's not. 
Yeah, thank oh, you. Thanks for the dramatic <laughs> pause. Though. Thank you. I, 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 I saw the dramatic pause after the queen thing, and I just it just felt wrong to say anything. Uh, but honestly, there's just no one behind him worth starting if he ever does miss a game, personally. Like, there's no, like, oh, oh I'm going to go pick up Madison. Uh, the good news is the Vikings can stop the run about as good as Cousins can throw the ball to Jefferson. So you start in Kamara. I just I, I don't think you're excited about it because of the seven points he's put up each week, but. You're doing it if he's playing. If not, do not go pick someone else up. Tony Jones and Mark Ingram are not the guy. Now you're just twisting the knife here with the seven <laughs> points thing. Um, uh, as far as the wide receivers go, Jefferson will look to get back on track after last week's lackluster performance, but I will admit these games overseas do not always go well or towards the script. So I, if, if he does not get back on track, it will not shock me at all. Um, I would definitely DFS – KJ Osborne is a is going to be a dude this week. I I could just see the one for seventy and a touch being like one thing that you can just bet in your lineup. So definitely look towards him. I think Thielen might be usable. I think they're because they're going to have to play kind of small, but Saints defense is really good, and that defense typically travels in these London games. Um, on the Saints side of things, uh, Michael Thomas and Landry aren't at practice, so I can't tell you with good faith to put them in. So that's what we're going to have to monitor. Um, the Olave thing is apparently real, so I do think this is a good spot for him um, to play. But then again, it's a rookie playing his first game overseas. Like, I don't – is that going to translate? I could definitely see him having a bad game. I just – I would avoid this game at all costs unless you have Justin Jefferson on your team. You're going to have to throw him out there. But the other ancillary players on the team – I don't think I feel super confident in any of them. I like Osborne and daily lineups though. Yeah. yeah that, that, I, I, you can bank that one. That one's going to happen, but you're not starting him in redraft There's in redraft. No, because options. unless you feel good about having one catch 70 yards and one touchdown, which is a lot of points, mind you, but like still, if that, if you are just going to bet on that one thing happening, then that's, that's all you got. All you're going to get from him. Yeah. So I think Kirk Cousins is the Antichrist because he is the Saint Slayer. So I think the Vikings win. I'm I'm picking Vikings too because I think they get back on track and I think Jameis' injury is just not this. Good. This is an anti primetime game. So I, yes, he's going to ball the hell out. Anti primetime. <laughs> yeah, this is really the opposite of primetime. So this is perfect like, for him. Sunday morning snooze time, guys. Make sure your lineups are set Saturday night when you go to bed, especially if you're drinking, because that's gonna that morning is gonna be early. I'm, for us. I'm just sad we're gonna be driving home from Jake's wedding at the time. I'm, like, be, I'm gonna watch wedding, it on the road so while I'm while my wife drives. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. That's fair. Shall be fun. All right. Browns Falcons, they're playing in Hotlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The over-under is 49. So Marcus Mariota is no Porsche. But this Sunday, we will find out if Miles Garrett can flip a Civic the same way he can flip a Porsche. For my awesome possum play of the week at QB, Brissett is absolutely usable in two QBs. He is quietly QB 16 on the year and gets a juicy matchup in this one. 
I think we see the Njoku train continue as the Falcons are 29th against the tight end this year, allowing 70-plus yards to the position. For the Falcons, Mariota has also quite the usable game in one or two, or sorry, QBs. Two QBs are daily. The Browns are solid against tight ends, but you drafted him that high, so you've got to use Kyle Pitts. He is tight end six for me this week, so temper expectations a little bit. Um, this matchup will absolutely get a lot of play for me in daily. Love it. Love it. Ah, dude, two two really bad teams right now, uh, but still playing at high offenses. So uh, so we got uh, Atlanta. Good old CC's Pizza is back at it again. Patterson's running over six yards per carry. No signs of slowing down. And Algier is going for about three yards per carry and not threatening his workload whatsoever. Uh, Cleveland has been pretty decent against the run so far, but with Garrett more than likely out from his Porsche flipping accident, uh, you're feeling pretty good about Patterson going for another hundred. So, uh, and then for Cleveland, yeah, Chubb's good. You should start him all the yeah. time. And Hunt, I think you roll him out this week as well. Uh, he does have a 15 touches a game each game. Uh, and the way Atlanta's playing right now, this could be a high scoring game. So I think he's rolling both out there. You're rolling all the running backs except for Algier. You shouldn't even be thinking about him. I don't know why you guys picked him up. Everyone picked him up last week. Like it was smart. He's getting yeah. play. It's he true. Got 10 carries for 30 yards. He didn't look good in well, week two. Calm down. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Brown's wide receivers, wide receiver is Amari <laughs> Cooper. Only that one. He had seven catches in the game, and the rest of the wide receivers on the entire team had two in the Steelers game last week. And I think that's kind of how this team is just going to play out. Amari uh, Cooper, fire him up. Daily lineups, also fire him up. He could be good in both. Uh, Falcons wise, uh, Drake London's your guy, and I think you're confident putting him into lineups, um, and you're you're going to have to keep rolling him out. I think they're going to it's going to be shootout esque, but the Browns do have a decent defense, so it is kind of a temper expectation situation. And don't start any other Falcons. Just trust me. There's no reason to put Olamide Zacchaeus or Brian Edwards or any of these other goofballs in there. It should be Kyle Pitts. Pitts should get the targets. If we had to sacrifice all the other targets on the team for every other player that's not named Drake London, they should all go to Pitts. So you're playing London, and you're playing Cooper, and you're not worrying about the rest, even though this could be a shootout. We might have to do some kind of sacrifice or some kind of rain dance just to get Kyle Pitts targets. I mean, it's... Well, Arthur Smith just refuses refuses to play his best player. So what, what maybe, do do? Kyle, maybe Kyle Pitts was just wasn't worth the draft pick. Shut up, Josh. I wish he was on a better team so they could actually use the poor guy. I like I the got, Falcons in this one. I upset Central, baby. Falcons. Yeah, I think Cleveland gets back to the team that they actually are without mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. So. They lucked, they've been lucking the hell out, the Browns. And, I mean, they lost the last game. But um, against the Steelers, that was a coin flip. Um they need to be losing some of these games eventually. I do love the savageness of the uh, Porsche and Miles Garrett jokes and flipping cars. Yeah, Joe, you made one, so I, I can understand you love the Josh made one too. So it was. Well, that's I'm, I'm sorry, I actually had it written, but I didn't know it was a Porsche, so I added that in. Well, I'm gonna veer away from those jokes, and we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along here. So, guys, we're going to go to Detroit, to Four Field, where the Lions and the Seahawks are playing, and over-unders 48. So, Dan Campbell seems to have reinvented the assembly lines in Detroit while rebuilding this team. 
as the second highest scoring team in the league welcomes the Seahawks to Ford Field. Goff gets a middle-of-the-road matchup here. He is QB 14 on the week for me as the Lions offense continues to roll. I am insanely excited about Hawkinson this week if Swift misses time. He already averages six targets a game, and the Seahawks are giving up almost 80 yards per game to the position. If Swift misses this one, Hawk is my awesome possum tight end of the week. Um, oh, got an yeah. awesome possum. Awesome possum tight end. Uh, guys, doesn't it seem like Will Disley has been in the league for, like, let's say a decade? It really yeah. does. He, he tore yeah. his ACL He's like 10 years ago. 26 years old. Um, and appears to be Geno's go-to tight end. Uh, with the status of the position, I would absolutely roster him. The Lions are kind of middle of the pack against tight end, uh, so you can start him if you need to. I am not starting Geno this week. He he does have an opportunity for a big game, but I don't like it. I would I'm never starting Geno Smith anywhere. So the thing about Detroit secondary is they're just like this far off. Like they're actually playing pretty good defense. They just miss a couple big plays here and there. I think losing Tracy Walker is really Really a big deal. Tracy Walker is going to hurt them a lot. Losing Darius Slay obviously hurts a lot. Thank you. Appreciate you. Damn, another Eagles throw. Can bring him up every time. Anyway, uh, into the running backs. Uh, You want to talk about Reggie White? Absolutely. Swift's (laughs) out for the next few weeks. Uh, Hopefully you were fortunate enough to get or already have Jamal Williams, if you're smart enough. Uh, Who is tied with Nick Chubb for the most rushing touchdowns? Uh, Craig Reynolds has been used in limiting Swift's touches, so he might already have a role in this offense, so keep an eye on him. Uh, definitely should be uh, managed in Dynasty uh, and worth a spec add in redraft as well. And in Seattle, Walker, Penny, set them both or all, or for some reason, DJ Dallas is now getting touches. I don't know, man. If you're desperate, start Penny, but I just wouldn't. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, well, as far as wide receivers go, Seattle, um, that you're, you're going to have to put DK and you're going to have to put Lockett out there. This is the best possible matchup for them. Geno Smith himself could not screw this one up i don't think so those two guys you're firing up putting in there i I think that this will be a good game for them to actually put some stats on the board even though lockett's been doing that i think both of them should be fine and then on the detroit side of things you're firing up the sun god he is my awesome possum wide receiver of the week just kidding I, i just like saying awesome possum but the sun god has been good this entire season so far so you're gonna put on monroe st brown your lineups because he is a baller and then DJ Chark, if you need a flex add in there, a flex position in there somewhere, um, he's not bad for that. I still would tamper expectations. It's just, you know, this is a Sun God offense. This is a Hawkinson offense. Maybe with Swift being out, there's a few targets up for grabs. Maybe those go to Chark. But all in all, it's it's a two-man game for the Detroit, and one of them is not Chark. Gosh, we need got... some awesome possum running backs from you over here. Man. I'm sorry. I didn't realize we're supposed to get awesome possums every time. Uh, I guess it's Nick Chubb. All right. <laughs> we do that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. It's not. It's Who's Jamal, your other like, awesome possum? I mean, it's, it's Jamal it's Williams, but everyone already knows that. It's definitely not Walker. I'm sorry. We can't. We can't. I'm making an awesome possum daily lineup. Okay. So I'll far, we got Brissett, Chubb, Amon Ra, KJ Osborne, and TJ Hawkinson. So that's a, that's you can't lineup, have three though. lions on. It's this. actually a good lineup. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, All right. Well, um, let's get into the next one. And this is one of my guys. So uh, the California power outages has left the Chargers with a low battery with the battered Herbert at the helm. Uh, mm. Coming into Houston with those with the team has been surging as of late. A calm, cloudy day with no lightning strikes in the forecast for these two teams. Over under 44. 
That was awesome. That's that was good. my best one. That's really that was good. That was just, really yeah. good, man. I, I love that. One. I was just in California. We had a power outage. It sucked. I didn't like it. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, Justin Herbert should not be playing football, uh, let alone <laughs> attempting 45 passes like he did last week. You likely don't have a better option. Uh, the Texans have actually been a pretty solid passing defense this year. I would start the likes of two uh, Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins over him. Uh, Everett is a top 10 tight end. He does have a top, tough matchup, though, but what are you going to do? Tight end absolutely sucks. Uh, Davis Mills gets a really tough matchup on paper, but the Chargers are actually bottom third of the league against quarterbacks. I still would not start him, but it's something to monitor for the future. No tight ends for the Texans. Don't even think about it. We have no idea what's going on. We have no idea who will get the ball. And uh, if you start them, you have cajones. <clears throat> Ooh, cajones. You better cajones. know. Um, into the wide receiver. Or <laughs> You're thinking about it. I can tell. I, I was thinking about it. I really want to talk about it. No, I actually just meant <laughs> the running backs. All right. So it seems just kind of whatever team Sonny Michelle is on, that team is just going to have a, a just a stupid split of carries. So we all thought Spiller was going to be this, you know, the bane of Eckler's existence, but so far it's Sony and Kelly stealing Eckler's goal line carries, which makes absolutely no sense. And we're all flabbergasted by it. Um, Austin Eckler came out and just directly lied to us on Eckler's edge about drafting him number one overall, because that was the thing, uh, which just grinds everyone's gears because someone probably did it. Uh, you start Eckler, but it pisses us all off. Just what's going on in this team. Uh, and then my awesome possum running back of the week is Damian fucking Pierce. My guy is doing things out here. I, I think we talk. Uh, this is actually going to take a little time out here from the game previews. What did we tell you all off season? This is what you miss out when you only listen to, you know, during the fantasy season. We give you this insight that you might not have known prior. We ranted and raved about Pierce all season. And my rant is now over back on track. Uh, <laughs> Pierce is backfield and it's not even close. Pierce has 35 carries. Burke has three in the last two weeks. Pierce is not quite matchup proof yet. But after seeing Cordell run for over 100 on the Chargers and his sheer just massive workload, you are starting Pierce for the foreseeable future. Wow. Does Pierce I'm, remind you of LaShawn McCoy? Actually, actually, yes. I'm, actually, I'm just going to keep throwing random Eagles players out every time he does. No, honestly, though, he actually does. His yeah. cuts His cuts look phenomenal. He does uh, look Not good. quite as jumpy as LaShawn McCoy, but uh, no, definitely definitely looks good. Obviously, he ran for 20, 20 rushes for 80 yards, so it wasn't like the most impressive game in the, the thing. But the thing is, no, nobody's getting 20 carries anymore. So, like, that's impressive in, its, in itself. And the fact that he can do that on such a bad team, no offense to the Texans, but, yeah. It's it's a bad team. So, Texans are one of the only teams in the NFL currently that do not have a receiving touchdown by a wide receiver. Um, I got to have – I got to imagine that ends this week. Um, hopefully, Cooks can get in the end zone. I, w- I would love that. Maybe it's Nico Collins. I, I can't tell you to play Nico Collins with any kind of authority, but – uh, Cooks should be in your lineup. Uh, you're going to have to put him out there, even though the Chargers secondary is very good. Uh, the Chargers side of things, if Keenan Allen is back, you're playing Keenan Allen. I, we do not know for sure that he's not going to be out there this week. Um, if he is not, you're going to put out Josh Palmer. Uh, he is 100% a go. Um, he was very good this past week. Uh, Mike Williams only got one catch uh, in a game that was missing Keenan Allen. Now, Justin Herbert couldn't exactly make a lot of the throws that he normally does, but Josh Palmer was still able to do 
exactly what he needed to do um, for them. So Josh Palmer's good. Mike Williams, I would say, is a flex this week. Keenan Allen's definitely in there if he's playing because you, you probably don't have a better option. And you're going to kick yourself if you don't play him, even though he might be still hurt. And the Texas side of things, Brandon Cooks, take the effing under in this game, by the way. I think this is going to be a hot mess. The Chargers defense should hypothetically be better to good enough to stop Houston. So this looks like a 13 to seven game or something like I just it just looks like a mess waiting to happen. I'm taking the you Chargers. Know that you say that it's going to be like a 38 to 22. <clears throat> it probably will. But I, 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 I could not tell you how that would happen. Like I could not even see the pathway to I, get to that. many. I goals. Brandon actually... Kirk's is 13th in expected fantasy points. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I hear you. I'm going complete opposite of Billy. Chargers win in a shootout, and it's not quite a shootout, but it's just a good game. 20, 25, 23, something like that. I hope so. Justin Herbert having his ribs back intact would be for the best for the Chargers in that offense. They really should be sitting him it, right Chargers now. Chargers will win. It's just it's not going to be a pretty game, I don't think. I like Lovey. Texans All right. win. All right, nice. cool. Uh, getting into the, uh, let's talk about the Eagles a little bit more. Uh, Wentz gets to face his rival, the Cowboys again, but this time he's commanding a different unit. Uh, Cowboys are looking to get another replacement dub as Cooper Rush's <laughs> two plus games have looked 10 times better than Dak's three fourths of a game. Okay. Uh, another clear day in Dallas and an over under of 41.5. See, I love that Josh, because Cooper Rush for president, he's playing some ball right now. If you snagged him, my man is a top 20 option this week. Dalton Schultz looked to be re- looks to be returning this week, but a guy that I want all possums to keep an eye on for Dynasty is Peyton Hendershot. The dude plays hard. He was an undrafted dude, but he's extremely explosive when he gets the ball in his hands. I would not be shocked to see his snap count continue to rise, especially as Dalton Schultz really hasn't looked that good this year. Uh, Wentz had a really bad day at the office against a really studly Eagles defense. Um, he gets another difficult matchup this week. Uh, this game has the looks of a slow paced, boring one. So I wouldn't <laughs> bench Wentz this week. Uh, Logan Thomas, I, I don't know. He's, he's getting targets and stuff. I don't feel confident that he's <laughs> going to be usable this week. Um, actually the only reason I watched Pendershot last week is because I drafted him in an underdogs lineup for the Monday night and I wound up winning 10 bucks. So I appreciate Pendershot, but, uh, he mean, actually he's got the arm tats. He's got the explosive plays. He, he does not know how to block though. And it's going to take him off the field, but whenever he's on the field, they always throw to him. It's great. Uh, um, anyway, uh, running backs, Washington, not quite sure why the commanders just didn't follow the lions and try to lead Gibson and lean on Gibson a little bit more there, but I guess it was a Wentz pride thing. I don't know. Uh, you're starting Gibson, even though the commanders just refuse to give him the ball more than 15 times. And McKissick is literally always a f- good flex option. So uh, if you lost one of your big name running backs, see if McKissick is available. I think he was available in like 42% of leagues. Saquon had a lot of success catching the ball out of the backfield last week. So, uh, And then Dallas, not to give Billy any praise. I don't really like to do this. It's not my favorite thing. Uh, he did give me this great shirt. Uh, but Pollard looks amazing. Every time he touches the ball, he looks like he's shot out of a cannon. Uh, you're obviously starting Pollard and you're definitely starting Zeke as well against the Washington team who can't stop anything. I'm proud of you for admitting that I was right there. Um, as far as wide receivers go um, on the Cowboys side, you're starting CD lamb um, against better judgment. You can probably start Noah Brown too. Um, I don't, I wish it would kind of, you know, chill out with that a little bit, but Gallup can't come back fast enough for this Cowboys team. 
Um, and on the Washington side of things, um, even in what I would consider just a complete drubbing by the Eagles last week, you know, McLaurin was still able to have a good game. He still had a hundred yards. Um, we still got a lot of, or a lot of catches from Curtis Samuel. So that was still positive to see if you're going to just keep riding that in the flex. Um, it's really the Jahan Dotson thing that is hit or miss. And it's going to be like that every week. I would consider this week a miss. I don't think that he will be in a position of, uh, I, I don't think when they get down to the red zone, if they ever do make it down there, that it will be a Dotson day. I think it will be a Curtis Samuel and uh, McLaurin day, even though McLaurin will be covered by Diggs. I, I think you're fine. Diggs tends to get burned in these kind of things. So I, I could see that happening for sure. I think Dotson is sell high in in season long. If he has a big game in the next two, I would totally sell him because I think he's Curtis got the Samuel. Right I think Curtis Samuel is actually the sell high right now. Um, I think that whole team is a sell high. I I I, I, I do. I, although I don't know if anyone's actually watched a game. You don't. Nobody wants to <clears> buy McLaurin right now because he only gets balls in the fourth quarter for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I think Samuel falls off a cliff and Dotson actually takes his place personally. Well, if Wentz keeps throwing him the ball, I, I can't. I mean, you gotta keep playing him. I mean, it's only it's one catch for five yards at a time, which sucks. I, I think but. both Samuel and Dotson are starts this week. I understand why you want to temper expectations for Dotson, but I think McLaurin actually struggles to get the ball this week. But if I you're won't. not if you're not in a PPR league, by the way, Curtis Samuel is on the waiver wire. Like he is not going to get there by that. You have to have at least half point PPR or PPR for him to make any sense on your roster at all. So if you're in a non PPR, don't even think about Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I, as much as I feel like Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence are just going to destroy him, I got Washington winning this game actually. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't the, think I think Cooper Rush is. I have the boys. Take him. I just want I just want Cooper Rush to be undefeated for his entire career. So be cool. Joe, Joe just wants them to have fun. Yeah, I'm a big fan <laughs> of his. I might get a jersey, man. So you going with the boys? You going with the boys? Speaking of, you should watch that TV show. It's phenomenal. Uh, I am actually updated on pop culture for once, Billy. I'm proud of you. I'm season um, two. Oh, see, look, I've seen the whole thing. All right, so the Jets get Zach Wilson back in this riveting matchup against the Steelers. Let's see what these highly offensive or highly talented offensive weapons can do with two terrible Tau quarterbacks. Uh, dry, windy game with 41.5 over under. Both quarterbacks have a lot of Ferraris in the garage, but they lost all the keys for him. And they flipped the re- the Porsche. No, Miles Garrett came over and took care of that for them. Um, anyway, the season two debut for Zach Wilson came just in time for them to put another offensive lineman on IR. The Steelers have to be licking their chops in this <clears> one. <throat> Tyler Con- Conklin has been very serviceable, but we don't know the chemistry between him and Wilson, so I would not feel confident using him at all trubisky no Fryermuth, yes <laughs> fair That's i like fair. how you just wrap that one up uh so zach wilson's back and you know who's never had any success with him that is carter and you're not starting him uh unfortunately all of carter's success has been with zach wilson play- not playing and mickey blanco and flacco for some reason like him uh so wilson just doesn't and you're gonna roll Brees out there because he's a tank and the just see what happens with Carter for now. Uh, Pittsburgh, Najee has been fine, but man, we were expecting a lot more. 
Uh, maybe when Pickett gets the call, uh, the team will just be more balanced and they'll stop stacking the box as much, and maybe they'll actually be able to throw the ball downfield, uh, not to lead too much into Billy's uh, wide receivers. But running backs are just depressing this year altogether. You're starting Najee, but just get ready for that 12-point outing again. Yeah. Um, starting with the wide receivers for the Steelers, um, there's a lot of good weapons on this offense, and fun- unfortunately they have to deal with Mr. Trubisky. Um, I think – I think okay, sorry. Um, I think we'll be seeing Pickett sooner rather than later. Um, Tomlin cannot afford to lose this game. If he loses against the Jets, this is gonna get nasty real fast for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, by the way, Steelers fans, stay calm. Do not call for Tomlin's job. It's just chill. Y'all got rid of Big Ben. That's why y'all are kind of you know in the situation um that you're in. Uh, the Jets side of things, Zach Wilson being back is good for, I don't know. We'll see. Um, they're hoping it's Garrett Wilson. And by the way, everyone out there, Garrett Wilson is the wide receiver one on this team. It is not Elijah Moore. So, or Corey Davis, don't, don't get any of those goofy ideas. Garrett Wilson's a start in every single week that he plays. He is a dominant football player that needs to be in every lineup. Um, Elijah Moore is kind of a spot start. I would love to see exactly what he looks like with Zach Wilson out there uh, before I trusted him. Um, and then Corey Davis on the bench. I want to find like the smelliest, rottenest, maggot infested fish I can and slap whoever is talking shit on Tomlin. Yeah. In the face. That is ridiculous. Are people actually saying that? There's been whispers of like, well, I guess this is the end of Tomlin. And I'm like, you all need to chill the hell out. <laughs> the most, the longest tenured coach in the NFL right, right now. And right. He's just brought you to nothing but positive results. Shut the you fuck up. You could argue the best. You could argue that he's the best coach in the NFL. I mean, Belichick's right there. But I mean, Tomlin, he always has a winning team. Belichick's always, under I mean, 500. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's that spoiled. That's me. a spoiled fan base for you. All right. Anyway, Steelers I got win. I got Pittsburgh winning this. I think Zach Wilson. They realized the error of their ways with Zach Wilson. I like the Steelers. I'm not going to go against you guys. Mickey Blanco needs Mickey to be Blanco. out there. Should have been out there. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't have this one. So, Pats Packers. Yeah. Does nobody have this one? Nobody <laughs> has this one. Love Let's this. Start with PA. Lit. As they Good go job. To. <laughs> All right. Well, Patriots Packers take on each other. Uh, two teams who have quarterbacks. Wait, never mind. New England doesn't have yeah. a quarterback. Um, so Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers, and that's all they have. And New England has what do they have again? Running backs, I guess. There it is. That's the over under. It's not a primetime game, so Collinsworth cannot, you know do weird things to uh, Aaron Rodgers or the Patriots here. So anyway, the quarterbacks in this one, no one except Rodgers, you can start him. I don't feel good about it. And possibly Robert Tunyon. The Patriots are allowing TDs to the tight end position at the fastest clip in the NFL. He looks to be moving better after returning from the ACL. And he got seven targets last week. If he is on waivers, stash him. He is looking to have maybe a little breakout coming up here and if brian hoyer gets to start in this one he may be able to use the pats weapons but uh i don't know i nobody i don't even feel comfortable starting rogers honestly ah yeah patriots defense actually hasn't been bad um running back wise uh steven finally got to show off his athleticism athleticity as josh likes to call it 
but this is just a full-blown split, and I like the idea of rolling both of these guys out there this week, but especially with Mac Jones more than likely sitting. But man, I couldn't in good faith tell you which one will get more carries. So good luck. May the odds be ever in your favor. Uh, Green Bay, disregard the last game. Tampa has the best run defense in the league. You're starting Jones and hoping Dylan sits because he's limited or whatever is going on with him. You might see another 30 bomb. If Dylan plays, you start him too. These wide receivers are not that good. Sorry, Bill. This one actually was written down. Start the best two off- offensive weapons on the field, and that is Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Yeah, I mean, I actually I don't have anything good, positive to write about this one as far as wide receivers go. Um, Packers, I said, if you need to start somebody, Alan Lazard and Romeo Dubs are two guys I could see putting in a flex spot if you really desperately need them. But on the Patriots side of the ball, I'm not starting anyone on there. Nope, nope, nope. Which Fair probably means they're all going to go off. Which probably yeah. means they're all going to go off. So, Brian Hoyer, man. You know Brian Hoyer does. I know. Brian Hoyer is going to throw for 400 yards, and it's going to be like, whoa, holy hell. Like uh, That's <laughs> probably going to Aguilar. Billy told me to sit Aguilar. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, that asshole said to not play him. Play him uh, if you want. Maybe oh, well. DFS for fun. Jacoby Myers, maybe. I mean, he's coming back from injury, though, so I don't know how comfortable you can feel about doing that, especially with Hoyer, but. Yeah, we don't know the chemistry there. If Jones doesn't no. play, I wouldn't. I, I think, I'd probably do Parker just because he's playing all the snaps. But. We all got Green Bay on this one, right? Probably. Yeah. Joe, uh, I'll let you start De- De- Devontae Parker. Okay. I'm hey, actually, we, Devontae I Parker did last good. week. Yeah. I said in daily, start him. All right. I'm going to kick off this intro, and then Billy's got the rest of it. So, Cards, Panthers, 42 and a half over under. This is just going to be a fun game of cat and mouse as these two one and two teams look for their second win in the Queen City. This is a battle for my eternal soul is actually what this is. This is Baker Mayfield, the pride and joy of Oklahoma, and Kyler Murray, also the pride and joy of Oklahoma. And as that is my favorite college team, I cannot wait. They've only played once before, and it was a fun shootout type of game, and I really hope that they can put together enough offense in this game to make that happen again, but we'll see. Fun. That's the word. It was fun the last time. <laughs> well, on paper, Mighty Mouse has a tough matchup against the Panthers' defense. However, this defense has played Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones, and Jameis Winston. Not exactly the murderer's row of quarterbacks. Kyler can be competently started after a down week last week. Zach Ertz is averaging 8.3 targets a game, so start this man. Put some respect on his damn name. Baker is Baker, and no tight end is viable on the Panthers. So even though the Cardinals are back to their ways of getting slaughtered by tight ends, you're not starting Baker, and you're not starting any of the tight ends. Hey, bro, I told you guys about Ertz in the preseason. Without Hopkins out there, he's going to get it. I didn't know about Dorch. I can't help you with that one. <laughs> we'll get there. I just we'll got to say his there. name every time I hear it. Dorch. Dorch. All right. Anyway, Arizona, uh, Connor just looks bad so far this season, and he kind of came crashing down to earth, uh, showing he is ridiculously touchdown dependent, which we talked about in the offseason. Once again, listen to us in the offseason. Uh, if you have to play him... Uh, oh, you're talking about plays, Connor. Oh, Connor, isn't that what I said? You said, you said Kyler. No, Kyler. I thought you said Kyler. Oh, that was I like Jesus. Connor, I actually like Kyler a lot. Uh, so Connor, ridiculously touchdown dependent. You have him, play him if he plays. Uh, but this is just one of the worst running backs to have right now. And I'm sorry if you drafted him, not enough carries and no touchdowns on the season. Uh, and then Carolina, even Baker can't make McCaffrey look bad. 
the big games are coming from McCaffrey managers. Be patient and be happy you have a double digits in every game. All right, calm down. That's fair. All right, on the Arizona side of the ball, you're starting Dorch. Believe me, the the Dorch. The, the, Dorch. The, the Dorch thing is an actual thing. So you're firing him up. Marquise Brown, fire him up as well. This is a tough defense in Carolina, but it's not tough enough to where I don't think Kyler can at least get, you know, a couple of those big passes off. On the Carolina side of the ball and wide receiver, and this is this is all you dynasty uh, managers out there. If you're starting a Carolina Panther, um, we have another podcast on this feed called the Dynasty Tailgate, and you are on bad shape if you uh, are playing a Carolina Panther in your uh, lineup. Um Redraft, do not play a single Carolina Panther. It is not worth the headache and the heartbreak, brokenness, and the damn you, Baker. Like, it's, it's, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Just drop them. It, like, DJ Moore, keep just in case, but like the rest of them, it's not worth the headache. So just leave them all on your bench. Whoever plays it, the DFS thing is going to be interesting, though, because somebody in this game is going to pop off, and that's going to be. The person that you know wins the million dollars and it's gonna be like, oh damn it, he had fucking Giovanni Ricci in his lineup. How in the hell did that happen? And that's probably the the extent of the Panthers wide receiving core. Fair. Um Arizona, probably. Panthers. Oh keep pounding hashtag keep pounding. <laughs> hashtag keep pounding. That D is just gonna keep a minute. Mm-hmm. Always will. Joe, split. Joe Panthers. All right, good for you Yo guys. Panthers. I think Kyler kicks ass. I don't. He's the only player on the team that can do anything. That's Mighty Mouse. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, boys. Well, let's get all oiled up and head out to Lucas Oil Stadium, where the over-under for this game is 42 and a half. Um, Indianapolis versus the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee yeah. Oilers. That was that was good, man. <laughs> all right. That is really good quarterbacks is there any uh, well the titans came alive last week and the uh, colts beat the chiefs so colts tight ends are impossible to predict although the red zone role for jelani woods is perfect for him so stashing him in dynasty is very smart you should do that no one in this game is startable don't even think about it quarterbacks tight ends maybe running back and wide receiver but not my guys not the guys he's got. Uh, nope. So I'm going to talk about Tennessee and Indianapolis's running backs. Uh, I did talk, tell you all about Derrick Henry last week. Relax and look at him. He beasted. He's going to be fine. Now I'll tell you about Taylor. Relax. He's a beast and he's going to be fine. Do not fall for those trade offers that come in for Taylor because you know they are rolling in if you haven't gotten any already. So just chill. It's Jonathan Taylor. He is mending an injury right now, though, so keep an eye on that. Uh, Naheem Hines is worthy of a start here and there, but I don't think he's done much. So keep an eye out on, on the waiver wire for him as well. People might be dropping him. Uh, wide receivers on the Colts side. It's Michael Pittman jr. If he is playing um, Matt Ryan has desperately needed a wide receiver one back. And if Michael Pittman comes back, he'll be good to go on the Titan side of things. Robert Woods, good flex spot. Good, good person to put in your lineups. Uh, he's actually coming along quite a well with Tannehill uh, it's getting better every week. Um, on the other side of, uh, I think it's Traylon Burks is eventually going to have to break out. He is running a creative amount of routes. They're trying to, they're going to get him more involved as the season goes on. I think Traylon Burks is seriously a buy low right now because the breakout is coming. It might not be this game, might not even be the next game, but there will be a point in the season where Traylon Burks is popping off, and you're everyone's going to be like, damn. 
like I should have got in on him while I could. And everybody who's been holding, on waivers for weeks. Yeah, exactly. The diamond hands people, you all are going to be rewarded eventually. Listen, I almost dropped Robert Woods last week. Like that's how I was at. Like, honestly, I think you can buy Robert Woods and Traylon Burks for really cheap right now. And I think you should buy both of them mm-hmm. in different leagues and just no. hold on and see what happens. I agree. Uh, I don't know. Who do you guys got in this? I really don't. I don't really know. I don't I, care. I don't really care either. <laughs> Ten- <laughs> Tennessee question mark. I want to give Indy because I want Jonathan Taylor to do good. But like oh, at the same time, man. I can see Tennessee winning. Like I, I have Colts. Colts with Pittman is a different animal. Yeah, I go Colts. All right, cool. I had Tennessee. I don't really care. Okay. All right, Joe. Uh, get into the fun game. I have it. Last oh, you week? passed this off, Joe? He did. I don't so, ever want to talk about my trash-ass Bears. That's oh, I got it. always okay. want to talk about the Eagles. Well, there is an old legend out in Wyoming among some of the Indian tribes about a giant bear named Matope who was able to climb mountains and he would chase after small children in the woods. But I can assure you that, that will, there will be nothing legendary about this matchup between the Giants and the Bears. The over-under is 39.5 because it's sad. And Joe, what do you got for this? This is all I have prepared for this game. And it is Bellinger if you are in a pinch. Otherwise, no. <laughs> and that's for the quarterbacks and tight ends. Just want to, for all those that loyal listeners who've somehow that's made it this great, far, uh, we've gotten just the games <laughs> have just gotten progressively worse and worse. Uh, another awesome possum play of the week is Khalil Herbert if Monty doesn't play. Who's day to day right now so uh, uh i don't know whoever gets to start you're playing it doesn't matter like this is the only thing on offense that is working and uh, is the run game so uh for those herbert faithfuls who kept him through all this i'm proud of you uh for those people who picked him up on free agency you should have had him already but good for you for burning your waiver wire on him uh and then the giants saquon nothing more to say here that's fair um on the wide receiver side of things um Eventually, the Mooney thing will have to happen. Um, I don't know when. This would be a fantastic game to maybe kick that off, but I'm not telling you to start him. You have to see it first, but hopefully we can see something this week to make us feel better about ourselves. Those Mooney investors that said to the moon, and it crashed back down to Earth. Mooney to the moon. Listen, Mooney, yeah. if Mooney, the, moon, if, the moon crashed. If Mooney dips in, in daily, I'm I'm putting him in there. But like, if he's still like 6,000, 7,000, I'm not doing it. The Mooney landing was fake. All right. And the Giants side (laughs) of things. Um, Richie James appears to be the wide receiver one there, which that should tell you the state of affairs for this. For uh, Giants. Let's not use Galladay or not use uh, Galladay. Slayton Uh, or Tony. Tony is a ghost. We covered that in the first half of this podcast, uh, part one. Uh, Kadarius Tony's a ghost. I don't think he ever existed. Wandale's hurt. Um, So Richie James, your wide receiver one for the Giants. I'm not going to. Do not put him in any lineup that matters, please. Zero. All right. Uh, I don't even I, know who wins this game. It's two I'm and not, one teams. I'm not going to lie to you. The Bears win this game. I think they actually play real football. Bears three and one would be just the, the Giants. The Giants ever. defense is not that good. You know what? It isn't good. Cooper Rush. Like they won. They barely won that game. It was a terrible game. I don't know Cooper why. Cooper Rush has my no, vote for president right now. Nope. Cooper Rush could have be like if that was Dak, he would have pointed them. Like there was no. There was a bad game. This is what's gonna happen. The Bears. Justin Fields will actually have time to throw because yep. I mean I'm sorry. Aziz Ozalari is not gonna be the only person out there running 
Well, like, Thibodeau couldn't even get anything going either. No, so. n- neither of these guys have proven anything. I'm sure they both. They, honestly, I'll give them both sacks this this week. But you know what's going to happen? Fields is going to have time all day, and he's going to actually be able to make plays. Hopefully, he has to learn how to throw the ball. That's my vote. Who do you guys got? Bears. I'll go Bears. Oh, yeah, doubt it. All right. Anyway, that's our game previews. If you stuck around this long, it got worse and worse as the games go along because Billy puts them in that order on purpose. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we have to talk about these games. It's just not a lot to talk about. <laughs> Nothing on. It's just been that. an ugly year of football so far. But let's uh, let's get to the outro here. Hey, yeah, before we wrap true. up, Uh-oh. I need a wide receiver and a defense for our awesome possum lineup of the week. Tyler Boyd, uh, who's let's playing get defense first? Who's playing Hoyer? Um, Packers. You like Packers D? Anybody who's playing Hoyler or the Steelers, because Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson. No, Packers I, I, are forty one hundred. Steelers are thirty six. I actually like the Packers. Awesome possum play of the week for defense. All right, yeah. we got it. We got forty seven hundred for a wide receiver. What are the Chargers? Did they dip? Because if they dipped, I'd be down with it. Chargers are thirty seven. Oh, Chargers are my awesome possum play of the week because nobody expects it right now, and Houston's not that good of a team. Yeah, they won't score a lot of points, that is for sure. Um, All right, so we got Isaiah McKenzie, Brandon Ike, <laughs> Allen Robinson, Josh Palmer, Darnell Mooney, Greg Dorch, Noah Brown, Elijah Moore, Jacoby Myers. Man, we've talked about all these guys tonight. Let's see, give me the Dorch. Give you the, you Dorch. the Dorch. Pass, pass the Dorch. Pass the Dorchy. Mm. <laughs> all right, well, follow us on the socials. You know where to find us. Uh, if you haven't, if you don't know where to find us, go listen to the first podcast. We tell you all of that and more. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Do you guys got any final thoughts we want to say here? Yes, please go to the Etsy shop and buy some merch. It's etsy.com slash semi army. Oh, it's the the IDP army. army. Uh, slash the IDP army. We got plenty of merch on there for the IDP Army itself for offensive points. Uh, get you a possum shirt. Uh, eventually, we'll we have just an awesome shipped one over shirt. to New Zealand. We're not right, doing it again. It was very expensive. I know, Vinny, you, like you will guy. be getting yours. If you're a single man or a woman and you wear a possum shirt to a bar, you are meeting someone that night. Great wow. conversation starter. Great way to break the ice. You never Honestly, guaranteed it. Go get it yourself. Is, every single person I know that has a possum shirt says, people ask me about it all the time, and I have to tell them or whatever. I was playing volleyball last night, and I literally was serving, and then I got an offensive point, and I just go, <laughs> offensive points. You guys got to get it together here. Get yourself a possum shirt. Billy's not wrong. It is sure. the best, and, and Joe's not wrong either. We're all right all the time, yep. except for the times we're not. We live you so can win it. it. And Jalen Hurts is good. And Jalen Hurts is good. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Nope, we're just going to go ahead and get out of here. This is the end of the night. I love love you guys. This is great. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.